Welcome to the Globe Trotten ADs. This podcast is for you, athletic directors, activity coordinators, coaches, and program associates based in international schools around the world. The Globe Trotten ADs is proudly hosted by Nick DeForest from the American International School Vienna and Matt Fleming from the American International School of Budapest. Here they are now, Nick and Matt and the Globe Trotten ADs. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Globe Trotten ADs. We're continuing our series on the LTC from the NIAAA, the uh, leadership training course. This one is 910. It's a new course that's being developed and hopefully introduced later this year at the NIAAA conference. And uh, we're happy to have with us today Sharon Long from Hong Kong International School and Kathy Tonkoong, who's the director for student activities at Brent International School in the Philippines. So welcome, Kathy and Sharon. We're happy to have you here. Um, we're going to dive into the content of our section of 910. I was also a part of that. Uh, we'll talk about a lot about this section of homestay versus hotel stay, which has always been a long ongoing topic in the uh, circuit of athletic directors and activity coordinators in international schools. So we'll, we'll find out about what that is going to be about in 910. But before I do that, uh, we're going to throw it over to Nick. Hi, Nick in Vienna. Nick is currently in hospital. Uh, so give us a little update about that, Nick, and then we'll, we'll, we'll move forward with our, with our interview. Yeah, sure. Sure. Thanks, Matt. Um, hi ladies. Thanks for joining me here in the hospital. As Matt said, I'm just getting a little bit of a procedure follow up after my hip surgery. Um, nothing too serious, but really boring, uh, a week long in the hospital. So, uh, happy to have this distraction and happy to talk about a subject that I, I really like to talk about homestays versus hotel stays because I'm, I'm quite polarized on one side. I really feel strongly about one. And I think when you talk to ADs, um, that is often the case. People really like one way or really like the other, um, which makes it just a great topic. So glad to have, uh, all three of you here as, uh, authors of this section. Um, Sharon, why don't you, uh, give us just a, a brief before we start update of, of where you are and how it's going. Greetings from Hong Kong. Uh, we are um, unfortunately going into our fifth wave and we look to be getting done into a lockdown and while everybody else is opening up, but uh, we're all safe and happy here. And now Hong Kong International School has been online for about a month now and looks like it's gonna be extended for at least another month or so, but uh, our kids are resilient and really working hard and we're looking forward to a good finish to the year. So I'll go next um, since uh, he's indisposed and Nick's indisposed. Um, I'm Catherine Tonkoong. Thanks for having me. And we are the exact opposite of Hong Kong in the Philippines. We have been online for 23 months and we are on day seven of in-person classes. Um, our cases have gone down. I think the Omicron virus hit us pretty hard and, and we reached almost 40,000 cases in a day. And now we're down to less than a thousand. And so the government is just like leaping and, and opening things up for better or for worse. Our kids are happy to be back. Our teachers are ecstatic. My faculty coaches are just chomping at the bit to, to get things going. Um, and our students seem happy and well-adjusted and, and, and really happy to be back. So it's nice to see them out. I think 
I think our headmaster was almost in tears today when he saw how many came out for girls and boys volleyball. And then I told him that in tennis, we had like almost 30 kids out and, and he, he was like, oh, so I, I think he got a bit emotional about that. That's how long it's been for us. So that's, that's the update from Manila. Well, it's great to hear. It's, it's like we mentioned earlier before we start recording how fast our differences are in terms of where, where we are and how things are either opening up or staying closed. And uh, that's encouraging to hear. And hopefully in the not too distant future, Hong Kong will, will follow suit and get back into action, but we'll see. All right, Nick, yeah. so you just got your blood pressure taken. Yep. So is everything okay? Yeah, uh, hourly check. Um, I'm, I'm still here, so that's good. And uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, um, thanks for the, for the update. It is, Matt, as you said, it's, it's crazy the differences all over. Um, yeah. You know, basketball season in full strength here. Um, but yeah, ever changing. So yeah, homestays versus hotel stays may change for a lot of schools uh, as we come out of the pandemic uh, for sure. So let's dig into it. Let's what first. Let's talk about the main sections. How are your how's your course broken down? Yeah, so I can go ahead and, and start with that since I helped helped out with the the ladies with the developing. So. Basically, we broke it down into uh, six different sections concerning um, housing and versus homestays. So um, our opening section is basically the opening statement about the debate, how it's been ongoing for several years, uh, what we hope to define what the, the topic is and how different league philosophies uh, are shaped and, and how different leagues throughout the international school world uh, use housing. Uh, or homestays for their programs. Um, in the section two, we talked about factors to consider, which, which are different ones you would want to use uh, when you decide to either do homestays or hotel stays. So what is your community preference? What's the type of trip involved? Uh, again, your league philosophy or what, what's your mandates in place from your school? Section three was about homestay basics. So the nuts and bolts of running a home uh, stay program. Um, so we have some good resources in there, which, uh, will be interesting. Uh, I think for ADs and international schools, if they're going to get back into developing housing programs, uh, what to do. CISA has a very nice video. I think it's, it's created by Kirby in, in Moscow. Yeah. Um, it's a, a basic overview of what a housing program is. And like, it's a great one for parents because it, it explains them what their obligations are or what to expect when they're going to be housing uh, and also if you're sending a kid away like what are you going to what's your kid going to experience when they're going away okay yeah that's great and who like with the target audience or would it be helpful for ad's that are thinking of making a switch like say you you're in a homestay league and you're thinking about going to a hotel stay and this this would help you in that process or what do you think I mean, I, I can jump in here. Um, I think it benefits more. Yes, that person, that AD who's thinking of making a switch, I think it benefits ADs who, who are new and don't use either, or they're starting, they have small programs and maybe they want to hop now into a bigger pro program. I think it's also beneficial for administrators to, to hear the pros and cons if, if you know, it's their decision or they're not sure which system they want to use. Um, I think it's also beneficial, the logistics aspect of mm -hmm. it, um, you know, just to learn, like Matt was saying, the nuts and bolts of how to run either a homestay program or, or a hotel stay program. I think personally, I feel that there's more work 
that goes into the homestay program. Um, and so in this course, there we have a lot of resources that, that can help you, like lists and, and charts and, uh, you know, procedures. And, and um, so that the, that resource section that we have put together will yeah. help. Um, and even administrators, and this is your section mostly, Sharon, um, seeking guidance on the safety aspect of homestay or hotel stay. Um, yeah, I think I think they are. That's who will benefit. Well, that's great because you know often you you feel one way, uh, but maybe don't have the backing of of why or or statistics of of why. But so a course like this would help you when you know an admin or a, or a parent or someone says, hey homestays aren't safe for example you can you know go to the resources in this in this class and and get some extra help right to to prove your case and i i i think our it isn't our place to actually i think mandate or or say which one is mm -hmm. better than the other basically we're just giving you the you know the resources and the sure. information to support your decision because what we found is yeah, there is no one right decision. Um, your decision based on your school culture. Um, you know, right now the current pandemic has, has actually made some of the schools have to rethink their short-term policies, but ultimately a lot of our conferences are built on um, either home homestay or a hotel already in place. But it does give a good place for people to come back to and information resource that are that I think are invaluable. Well, that's great. Although I totally disagree. I mean, homestays is absolutely the only choice. Um, no, just, just teasing. No, that's I'm not going to get much argument from us here. <laughs> I don't think. No, your, your summary, how you said that, Sharon, was exactly right, and that's it's true, right? It's um, but you know, Sharon, why do you why do you think it's such a main concern or, or this topic of conversation for ads as it as it is? Well, I, I think mainly because in the last few years, um, recent schools and conferences have basically brought in professional safeguarding companies um, just to, for you to map out what you do, why you do it, how you do it. And from there, um, actually, our organization went through this process about four years, three, four years ago. And, and basically, you know, at the end of, of our assessment is they, one is not better than the other. They each have their pros and cons. Right. But it's basically just bringing to light the things that you need to address to ensure utmost safety for our kids. Yeah. Um, again, this course is trying to do what it's trying to do is give ADs the tool to decide what works better for their situation and school culture, as I spoke with before. And the resources that Kathy talked about, those documents will help you support and give you the ammunition and also give you um, a wealth of, of you know, um, things to rely on when when talking to your parent population or or even if you're just having sort of that inner um inner debate with yourself so um we also realize that the pandemic mode kind of excludes homestays right now but we have great resources for our return to normalcy which out here in asia is really what our uh, yeah that's a big um a, a big must for us we hope <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's well said because that's one of the things I'm hoping this will be because you know eventually we're eventually we're going to get back into having trips again. Nick's already doing it in Austria. They're sent kids away up to Munich. Uh, we're still hoping to, but we're not allowed to yet uh, by the rule here in Hungary. We're not allowed to organize school trips abroad just yet per the government rules. Um, so, but I think for everybody when they get back in the track, this is going to be a great resource. So, like if you've if you need a refresher or if you're, you know, there's going to be a new guy in a position in, in a school 
uh, that's not sure how all this goes, this will be a, another resource they can go to to say, this is how it's been done. This is how to do it the right way and the safe way. So um, that's what I'm really looking forward to because it, it does dive into like, okay, if you're gonna do housing, here's what you should manage and look for. If you're gonna do a hotel stay, uh, when to utilize it, what are things you should be looking for when you're organizing these trips and using a hotel, uh, some pitfalls, things that make it a little more comfortable for the kids and a little easier also for the coaches who are managing those trips. Wow, that's great. Like best practices, yeah. We'll, we'll Hopefully we'll have a lot of best practices that they can refer to aside from all of the procedures and to-do yeah. lists and all of that. Great. Well, we have a wealth of experience in these authors who've done it all, right? Yeah, so, I mean, I'm, I will actually made note, but we we are all CMAAs here. This this panel, yeah. all four of us. So good, good looking panel right here. Um, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, let's. Well, you know, I joke, but I definitely am a. Uh, I definitely love housing. I think it brings so much to our community, and and, and love doing it. Um, but what about your conferences? What uh, maybe Kathy start with you? What's what do you currently use and do you think it's right for for your conference and your school definitely i mean notwithstanding the pandemic sharon and i are in the same conference at mm -hmm. the asia pacific activities conference apac and you know when i first came to the school i was a coach and so i experienced it from the coach's aspect um and then i would see the kids and then i'd get to meet the parents that you know the, the homestay families and i would see the intermingling of my kids and their kids and yes maybe it took some of them outside their comfort zone but what they would learn uh, from being outside their comfort zone in somebody else's home mingling having dinner with those parents and then as a, a parent of an athlete two athletes my son and my daughter i got to be that parent who was homestaying people and that's where i really uh, felt the benefit of it because not only did my kids get to mingle with them, but I got to meet them. I mean, we would actually sit around the dinner table and just talk. And, and so it just, I saw that side of the cultural mingling and, and learning and, and being outside your home. And then for my kids to be um, hospitable and, you know, and, and, and the other thing is, and I know Sharon and I have had this conversation before with the homestay side of it, mm -hmm. they are friends. I mean, the kid that they can battle on the court yeah. or on the field or on the pitch but then they become friends outside and it just adds a, a sportsmanship aspect, I think that we wouldn't get if they were in, staying in a hotel. Right. Yeah. So what well, do you think, Sharon, from APAC? Yeah. Totally agree. I mean, the number of kids that have, you know, requested a homestay family a second or a third or fourth time, or you homestayed my, my, my older brother, so I really want that family. And we try to, yeah. you know, and we try to encourage those connections. And plus the number of kids that have come back from college that first year and go, hey, guess who I ran into? And, you know, they, you know, they run into somebody from Guangzhou or, or Kobe and they're like, they were so excited because, you know, the, even though it's, a, we're very global, it, you know, <laughs> our kids, a lot of times are going to the same schools or the same city and, and they have that, that instant connection and friendships that you would not get in a hotel where your team would just stay together. So, yeah. Right, absolutely. Yeah, and I can echo that too. As a parent, my kids have been on sports trips for and, and activity trips for CESA throughout East, you know, parts of Europe. And uh, kind of a funny note, my son, who's in his first year of college now, he he had in middle school he and he still to this day had always had an affinity for Asian culture and particular the Korean culture. So he had a lot of Korean friends here at uh, our school, 
And um, so when he wanted to go away, I knew he wanted to stay with, he'd prefer to stay with the Korean family. So I, I messaged uh, Jim, who was a buddy of mine in, in the AD in Warsaw and asked him, Hey, can you make sure your jacket's put with a Korean family if possible? So he took care of it and it ended up being an awesome experience. So he got to stay with the Korean family and see how a Korean family goes. And right. he came away saying, Oh dad, they're really, they're really impressed with my chopstick skills. So it was, it was, it was a great trip for him. And he enjoyed it. And yeah, he kept those friendships with those kids too. Yeah. Well, and Matt, do you just to ask you, uh, specifically do you think homestays are the right fit for your school and your community i mean because it's not just sending kids other it's also yeah, housing them sure. when they come to you right it's a huge, it's for us you know and it's a huge part of our program in normal times uh you know we require we require kids that they want to participate in the sports or activity program they have to sign up for housing program and they have to agree that they're going to help out when it's when it's going to happen so the majority of them are pretty good with it you always get a few you have to chase up and remind and stay on top of but uh in general it's a fantastic program and it really enriches the school it shows off our community in a, a positive way and it's it's they really enjoy it it's always great to see on sundays when the the parents drop off the kids to get the bus to the airport right yeah. there's always some fantastic goodbyes because they've made these connections and it, there, there's hugs and smiles and well wishes and it's just really nice to see sure. after a busy weekend sure. when you're tired <laughs> well we're all we're all housers we're all housers but uh i did have a you know because of the pandemic right now we're traveling as matt you said but we're staying in hotels so i did have a really good experience in frankfurt in a hotel in the fall um, I saw that not bonding with other students, almost n non-existent, but with our own team, right? So the, the team dinners, the, the hanging out in the hotel together with the team. So obviously on the flip side of making those uh, connections to kids in other schools and other families, um, the flip side is the bond between your team is so much stronger, right? Um, but one positive out of the other side anyway. Uh, it was sure, sure a heck of a lot more work, uh, you know, checks checks in the halls and and everything but yeah Ooh. yeah positives and, and negatives on both sides as we've said for sure and when you get in, we get into that section of nine and ten there's there's again as a resource there's a lot of good things in there that people can uh look into that help them figure out okay well what's the best place to stay i mean you got to go with what the local person's going to tell you right. But there might be some other things that will help you out as well to make the trip more comfortable, like the location. Is it close to public transportation? Um, is it a safe place? Is what's what's nearby for food? Because the kids are normally getting fed when they're being housed, right? So they can't do that when they're in a hotel. So you have to figure out other options. So there's some good stuff like that in, in this 910 section. Great. Well, I look forward to it. And maybe as an update for, for everyone listening, because we did the other three uh, or three other 910s uh, earlier in the school year. Um, now our, our 910 is, I guess, approved, right? We will uh, pilot all the sections online uh, in the next few months and be able to teach at least three of the courses at the national conference uh, in Nashville. So that's Yay. exciting news. Um, not that the courses are perfect yet, right? We'll, uh, I guess, do some more work on the manuals, as they say, and... Uh, and then have that first pilot where we might have to go and revisit some things, but looking really good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the support for the, just to add to that, the NIAAA has been very supportive in this and in the back and forth with all the authors, it's been a big group of authors, right? So it's a lot to coordinate, a lot of people to work with, and they've been 
pretty good about it and helping us yeah. out and, and kind of just keeping us guided down the path of getting this course added into their curriculum. Right. All right. Well, what do you, if we can go around the room and what do you think the biggest takeaway is for someone who's going to take this course? What do you think? Um, Sharon, let's start with you. Uh, well, I, I think this course is great because the biggest takeaway would be that, you know, it gives you both sides. And so like our school has to do both because we do homestay with our, our conference, but then our invitationals that we add that aren't part of a conference or this and that, we do hotel stay. Okay. So you're equally responsible regardless and knowing both sides of the coin. Right. So I think that that's, that's a huge uh, takeaway for me. The other one is that you have to review and update these regularly because your hotels, if you're doing hotel stay, they change month to month or if their management changes and sometimes the, those practical things that were there in place have to be, you know, you have to check ev almost every time that, that you use it as a facility. And then the other thing is that these resources for you new aid, international ADs who are coming from the States or coming from a place where that you don't travel, you know, even if you travel out of state, it's mm -hmm. very minimal or it's it's sorted by parents or a booster club or whatever. Ultimately, you are responsible for what mm -hmm. happens in terms of child safety protection. So you, you've got to cover your bases. So mm -hmm. um, be prepared and, and with this, and I think, you know, with what we're providing, it's going to be a great resource for, for doing things safely. Awesome, awesome, thanks Sharon. Kathy, what do you think yours? Say, say, I mean, those are great, obviously, takeaways, but is there any one nugget maybe for you? Um, I, I, think, I think the tools that we're going to give them in the resource mm -hmm. page, um, I think I'm a big believer in the tools, and the NIAAA taught me that to share, you know, why reinvent. So, yeah. so I think there'll be a lot for them to use and to adopt. I mean, even take forms and procedures and, you know, the things that we have, documented and be able to just change the headings, you know, and, and use those again. That's right. what I think will be a big, so the resources and the tools that we're going to provide and that's both sides, whether you're using homestay or hotel stay or like Sharon and, and myself for swimming, we use hotel stay for, for some and, and the invitational too. So I right. think, and, and I think it'll be for new ADs or new ADs to a different region, or mm -hmm. new ADs to a different conference that maybe use the other method rather than the one they've been used to. Super, that's great. What about you, Matt? Yeah, for me, my my hope is that, you know, maybe a, a stateside AD will be able to find some good re value in this because, you know, we're, we're pretty good about organizing trips abroad and kids getting on planes and buses and trains to go to places. And they're not really, because they're, it's just the differences, one of the main differences between international schools and, and schools from North America. So my hope is that maybe one of them will be able to look at this, like if they have to organize an overnight trip, it's a, it's a rarity, I think, for a lot of stateside or North American ADs. So maybe this will be something they can use from us that'll help them plan better or consider options when they want to make the, the, those trips that are overnighters. Coach Evaluator is the premier coach evaluation software for schools and athletic organizations and preferred coach evaluation solution of the NIAAA and the Positive Coaching Alliance. The system is completely customizable with an always growing evaluation template library for athletic directors to reference. There are not only evaluations for ADs to use, but also self-evaluations and parent player evaluations of coaches. 
Learn more about digitizing and simplifying your coach evaluation process by visiting www.coachevaluator.com. Mention Globetrotten ADs to receive a $200 discount on the yearly rate. Cookery are a global multi-sport clothing brand specializing in providing the world's most prestigious schools with bespoke made and designed team uniforms for students of all standards and abilities. If you are frustrated by inconsistent colors, branding, costs, and sizing across your school's uniforms, then it's time to discuss an offering where every sport is available from softball to soccer for male and female athletes at rates to suit your budget. To find out how Cookery could elevate the apparel of your student-athletes to a professional level, email the team at contact at cookerysports.com. A dedicated sales manager will offer you a quote today. Mention this ad and receive a special offer on your coach or PE staff order. All right. Well, I think that's a good overview. Again, in our series of 910, we don't want to give away too much information. We might have because <laughs> we're good like that. But uh, um, I think it's going to be a great addition to the 910 uh, course. There's other sections which, which we've covered in other previous episodes, and I can't remember them all off the top of my head. Maybe you can, Nick. But uh, um, just want to thank the ladies for coming on to share about this section. Um, again, it's going to be a valuable uh, resource for folks that, that they'll be able to use. And we look forward to 910 coming together and being an official course later this year with the NIAAA once it passes through all the specs and the, uh, the piloting of it. So very excited for it. Cool. But uh, before we go, we want to hear about the uh, awesome cities uh, that you're in. Um, Give us, give us a little bit, uh, Sharon, let's start with you. What, what's your favorite thing to do in Hong Kong? One of the, the best things you experience while you're there? I know, give us something. Well, I'll, I'm a beach girl. Um, give me a, a beach and the ocean and, and I'm happy. So I love the beautiful green mountains that surround the fantastic beaches of our blue-green seas. Um, Hong Kong is an amazing international city. I love how many different nationalities come together here. Hong Kong values international education. Um, so there's a solid core of schools that work together to provide top-notch education. And you combine that with a rich Chinese culture that is evident in all sections of the city and you have an amazing place to live and work. Cool. I came kicking and dragging to Hong Kong when my husband was posted and said I'd only stay for two or three years and not a moment longer. I went back in North Carolina and um, it's, year 26 for me. So wow. it's a second home and, and um, I love it. And I'll still split some time when I retire in June uh, between Hong Kong and North Carolina. But uh, yeah, Hong Kong has been, been really good for my family. We've been, it's been a great place to grow as an educator. Wow, that's great. And congratulations. Yeah, retirement in just a few months. Yeah, that's exciting. Exciting. Very cool. <laughs> Kathy's not happy about missing a, an APAC colleague, but uh, that's okay. You'll see no, her. That's all right. I'm, I'm running her tennis tournament in October, so she'll be very happy that I'm retired. <laughs> cool. True. Cool. Very true. Well, we know, uh, Kathy, you've been in uh, the Philippines for quite some time, as well as, uh, as Sharon is in, in Hong Kong. So, what I, what's your highlight or most favorite thing in, in Manila? Well, yeah, well, a little, little different for me. Because... <laughs> Sorry, a little different for me because yeah. I'm half Filipino. So, so you know, my half my heart is is here. Um, what I like about this country is the friendly, warm 
generous people. We're always ready to give you the shirt off our backs and we will feed you until and entertain you until your hearts are full. And, and that's just what we like to do. Um, like Sharon, I'm also a beach person and, and we have the best beaches in the world. I think finest sand and, and the entertainment that goes along with it. You want karaoke? Uh, we'll get a live band to back you up. You know, we Filipinos love to sing. Uh, we love basketball. We love sports in general. And so, yeah, I I, I just love it here. And, and people are fluent in, in, not fluent, they're proficient in English. And mm -hmm. so it's a it's an easy place to work. If you're working for school or, or a, a business, it's, it's an easy place to work because a lot of, no matter where you go, uh, people speak English. So that's yeah. a, an advantage, I think. So, yeah. Great. Well, that's great. Um, thanks, thanks, ladies, both for, for that and for the whole episode. And um, I look forward to taking your section of 910 uh, either in the pilot or next year in Nashville. Definitely looking forward to it. So thanks again for coming on. Nick, get well. Stay healthy over there in Vienna. Do what your doctor says. Be a good patient. <laughs> yeah. And uh, get there as soon as you can. All right. <laughs> Hopefully this helps you pass the time. For sure, for sure. Okay, thanks everyone. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks. Thanks everybody. Thanks to the Globe Trotting ADs. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you. Thanks Nick and, and Matt for being our fearless leaders. Yay! In more ways than one. Until next week, this has been another episode of the Globe Trotting ADs.